Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Work It Like a Job podcast. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? The hell was that? <laughs> doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also joining us, Mr. Ant Pooh. So how are you? I'm doing great. And I said this off air, but I'm going to go ahead and flex on air as well. I've been living out my Bruce Wayne dreams for the past month. And if you do not have a luxury car, you it's a must buy for yourself. I highly uh, recommend it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> that is that is correct. I had no idea that I needed a sunroof and heated seats before. But once you have them, nothing else will do. I believe it was uh, young Ferris Bueller who said, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. It is so close. <laughs> Man, Ferris Bueller, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, that's, that's a great line, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, today we are going to be reviewing the Batman, it's the new Batman movie of, but Bat the Batman movies are basically like James Bond movies, like it just forever. The franchise, the forever franchise, is going to continue to be rebooted and re retold. But the, now the new movie is out. It's directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson. And just like almost, I don't know if I could say every Batman, but pretty much most of the times when they announce the casting of Batman, it's always met with, uh, you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> Ben, ben F. Going all the way back to Michael Keaton. Yeah, man. It's, it's always with what? The yeah, you know, you, know you, you hear all this backlash. And at Michael, I remember Michael Keaton, you know, fresh off of Beetlejuice. Yeah, Michael and, caught some heat. Yeah. And, and there wasn't even no social media back then. So it's interesting how you would even hear, you know, it was just among your peers, I suppose. And magazines, maybe. And, you know, um, I can't remember if there was any talk of Val Kilmer, and maybe I didn't care at that time uh, when he was announced. But George Clooney, George Clooney, yep, was. George Clooney, yeah. hell, Ben Affleck. You know that was the modern day. Uh, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, the best goddamn Batman on screen. That's just my opinion. I don't think now, you don't have to now, agree with that. Now, to be fair, I think the backlash to Ben Affleck was... Daredevil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sure, I mean, they all have a reason why there's backlash. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, true, true. But right? I'm saying, there's, all, there's always a reason. Right. right. Um, there was a reason. And then this one. Oh, Lord. Robert Pat, the guy from Twilight? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, listen. Yeah, I, th I think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did. And, and, you know, going off of those movies, those are, first of all, those are huge movies. Twilight franchise. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, yeah, Twilight franchise. Those were huge. And at the time, you know, teen-based, blah, blah. That was a whole movement. That was a whole movement. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of want to just chalk it up to the heartthrob, uh, you know. To me, I was like, they're writing these niggas off like he's the modern-day Leaf Garrett. And then some of that, you're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did name, I hear Leaf Garrett? <laughs> oh. like, I know the name, but I don't get the reference. Oh, like, who did he replace? Yes. <laughs> that's, some, that's, that's my real old. 
That nigga, that was one of the original uh, heartthrob John Stamos. Uh, Sean Cassidy. Know, John Cassidy. Yeah, see, we going back in the day. That's how y'all treated this cat. <laughs> yeah, but for, for me, um, when it came with the Rob Patterson, I learned my lesson with Affleck as well as with Keaton. And I've heard you speak about Robert Pattinson's acting chops, and I've heard uh, the critics speak about how good of an actor he was. So my thing was just like, I'm going to wait and see. Give me some, because they, had, in my opinion, they only missed one time with this uh, Batman casting, and that was with George Clooney. Mm. Well, yeah, and I was going to say Robert Pattinson. The one movie I always want people to go see, you know, is go watch the movie Good Time. You know, I went and saw that at the theater. That's when I saw this month. He's serious, you know, and I had only seen the Twilight stuff and then I saw a good time. So, okay, whatever he's doing, I already know he a real acting cat. I never saw the lighthouse, heard about it. Of course, I saw him in Tenet and I thought he was good in that. Um, So I wasn't like, so I was, I was ready. I knew like, okay, if you're going to get him, then you're going to, you're getting this guy because they're about to go deep in the characterization so sure enough uh the movie is out of course the batman has been released and i'm gonna also be very honest here to say this i saw the movie the movie is a lot to take in and it's a long movie it's almost three hours i there's some part thinking back on it in the last couple days there are things that i don't remember now about the movie so i'm just going to give my overall sort of thought of this and i understand that i'll probably either end up liking this movie more after seeing it again or less possibly but as i am right now here's my thought quickly on the movie i'm gonna come off the top i loved it no i didn't understand i liked it a lot there was a lot of elements in this that i loved but i don't totally love love the movie yet but the characterization of Batman I thought was great. Robert Patterson as Batman. It wasn't what I expected it was going to be. Actually, I thought he was going to be even more brutal or hardcore, but he wasn't. Uh, but he was Batman that I've seen in a lot of the comics that I've read. If that makes any sense. Uh, I'm going to try to describe it. He was he was a younger Batman in a sense, but he was a more like I almost want to say a, a, a psychotic Batman, or he was actually a villain. That's what I'm gonna say. He was yeah. really he was really like uh, the vigilante guy that you know in the comics always comes off as like people are the bad the good people are scared. <clears throat> excuse me, the good people are scared of him too. And he is seen like a villain to me. Like to me, the way they presented him earlier in the movie, particularly, you would have thought he was just as crazy as the people he's fighting. And you don't know if he was going to turn on you after he finished beating their ass. Because you don't know what the hell. This is a dude in a costume, you know, dressed up as a bat out in these streets. You don't know what that is. And he's not like running his mouth. He's just putting in work. The scene when he first comes on, I'm not spoiling it, but this just the way they present him when he first comes on. 
I was like, okay. <laughs> he just walking up in here like ready for the smoke. Like he didn't that, come. He didn't come in. Like he didn't dive down and do the superhero dive on the ground and then stand up. He just came walking in off the street and was like, "Nah." It's <laughs> 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 like, "Nah, it's not happening." And even the bad guys, it's like, "Who this month? Like, the fuck is you doing?" And then he didn't do the back and like. I think he's. Now, he didn't do the back and forth. He just busted this nigga in his jaw and started getting busy. I was like, oh, he gonna, he's going to show you first. And then he was like, I'm vengeance. Like, after I already beat your ass. And so I was like, okay, I fucked with this. Um, and just the, in the fact that the other part I loved about this was that you, we really got to see the Batman Jim Gordon partnership on a deeper level in terms of they're actually putting in work, working on these cases. I love that. We never, I don't think we really got to see it like that where uh, you don't even, I don't even understand why Jim Gordon was even trusting him like that. They don't get into it, but it's just from right off the top. Yo, I need you to come in and take a look at this. And then you see how the other police is like, man, what's you, what are you doing? Who is this clown? You know, I, I love that Batman would just come in there and you, you know, we've kind of seen that before, but you really got to see it here. It's like, man, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and he had to prove to them that, you know, he knows how to get down. And, and he's, it was like uh, some CSI law and order type shit. But you got to really see him working on this stuff. I love that part of the of the movie, man. That I think that was we hadn't seen it on that level before. And I'm gonna wrap minds up quickly. I love seeing him with Catwoman. Dope. I just love Zoe Kravitz. Man. Woo! That seeing her like that, I just like, okay. The screen loves you and, and the way they shot her and the outfit and everything. I just loved it. It was just dope to me. Gotham City, the way it was presented, fabulous. Ah, I just thought that looked incredible. I felt like I felt the same way when I watched the Joker movie where I felt like, man, I'm in a whole other grimy world. And it felt like I was watching it. I was engrossed into it. That's how this Gotham to me, it felt like. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Burton Gotham, but more modern and just grander and detailed. And I was like, man, okay, this is this is dope. Okay, I love this. The cinematography, just the colors of it and the way it was framed. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I loved all that. I Some of the, the Riddler stuff, Again, it was so much to take in. I, I didn't catch all of it. Some of it I didn't understand, but I got the general premise of what's going on with it. The action was cool. Listen, I'm a heavy Ben Affleck, Snyder, Batman fan. <laughs> that still is at the top echelon of action. And I'm not mad that they didn't top that because it's not that's not what this movie was about. This was a different type of Batman. This was Batman. You know, someone's going to tell you from the comics 
more rooted in the detective stuff, more rooted in excellent acting. There's action in it, but they're not, you know, they ain't bothered. We're not doing warehouse scene, all that. We're not doing justice. This ain't that type of movie. And I'm fine with that. What they, the way they did do the action was dope. It fit the tone of this movie. The, the, the Batmobile reveal, shit, I was cheering in the theater. I was like, oh, shit. I, I was like, where's Toretto at? Everybody getting fast and furious on these niggas, man. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm just in mind there. So I, de- I definitely enjoyed this. I have to see it again. The only downsides I have for the movie is when I saw the movie, I wanted to see it at the IMAX thing. The IMAX screen that I saw it on, the colors were washed. The this is a dark filmed movie, and if this shit ain't set up right, the dark is all just gonna blend together, and so you're not gonna be able to. You know, Batman's costume is already black. Catwoman is already black. Now, if the background to them is also black, if you're not watching it on very clear and the contrast and all the black levels are set right, it's just going to look like a black blobs of stuff at times. And it came all across that way a little bit. And then when you saw the city stuff in the background, that was black. And so I didn't really get this. It was hard to see what was going on. Some of the stuff and the colors weren't like when I, like when I look at the trailer and watching the trailer on TV, the 4k crystal clear, you can tell the differences between the blacks and you can see the details and that was all gone so i that was a problem for me and so i was a little pissed as i was watching it because i could tell like this shit is fantastic but i know i'm it's blurry and it's not you know i don't know what the hell this theater's doing and they don't you know most of these theaters don't give a damn (laughs) they just running it they don't they're not they're not doing the check before each showing to make sure that you know she is calibrated right they I, i guarantee they're not running those checks every day they don't give a damn. And this is one of those movies where it's very apparent if they don't. So that's why I can't wait for it to either hit HBO Max, because they usually put the new ones in 4K, or they just go ahead and drop that disc, because that's going to be a must-buy. Because I already know this movie looks crazily dope. That's the only part I didn't get to see it when I saw it at the theaters. But other than that, enjoyed it. And Pooh. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I love this movie as well. I would say this is the best Batman screenplay ever. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready to put it above the Dark Knight. Maybe on some rewatches, I might be willing to do so. But as far as a story, it was freaking great. They had us worried when they mentioned Catwoman and Penguin and Riddler, but they full they made fully realized characters that didn't feel like we were shortchanged in understanding who they are, what their motivations were, and they all fit into a larger story that was going on. And then they included uh, Jim Gordon, and then halfway through the film, we get Carmine Falcone, and I was like, wait a minute, we getting him too? <laughs> and they had John Totoro, who I, I don't he, he must have yeah, he 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 killed it. 
it, it's like, okay, all right, you, you gonna have me in this field for this? All right, I'm gonna show you what I can do. I'm gonna make up for those Transformer movies. Because what they hadn't done there was some. <laughs> I forgot that sweet. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes, he <clears throat> was great in this. And, and it was just great how he, he felt like a mobster. Um, from a throwback from the Godfather days where he's working both sides of the law. Um, like you see, Zoe Kravitz, they acted their asses off. There weren't a lot of action scenes, but they were very meaningful and great. In my opinion, the car chase scene in this one is just as good as the one in Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Again, I probably have to watch it again before I'm ready to put them above those two films, but it was freaking good. And the Batmobile, I'm saying it. I'm gonna, sorry, getting your feelings, fanboys. This is the best Batmobile on screen. I love that car. And he was, I, I was just thinking to myself like, God damn, he whipping this thing like a Hellcat. He got a little thug in him. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Bruce. Just just overall, um, in my opinion, no disrespect to you, Mr. Dean, you really understood Batman's first appearance on screen. They they had a little bit of narration done by him. They were explaining the uh, the light in the skies because I was thinking to myself, like, wait a minute. They already have the bat signal, but then they're explaining this is year two. And and he's saying that not only is it a call for him, but actually a warning to those out there. And every time someone saw it, they just was like, oh, they would look in the shadows like, okay. well, I'm sorry. Every time every person who saw that light, they were about to do some dirt. And they went. And when they saw the light, they look around like, oh, my God, is he there? Is he there? Is he there? I was like, damn. And when Batman comes onto the screen, I'm sorry, Mark, I don't want to spoil this to you. But you hear hear these footsteps. Said the boots. Just boom. Bump, bump, and they just looking like what the heck? And then he comes out, and I'm like, they didn't made Batman a horror movie villain? Like what the hell? Can I can, can, the- can I can I just conspiracy brother brother something you just said right there? Conspiracy brother saw those boots and said, I know what they subconsciously trying to show you. You know, them boots reminded me of them all right. Oh. Skinhead oh. boots, but that's a conspiracy brother's opinion, not Michael Dean. But I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, he just took that way Those jack boots coming through the hood. I see you doing, Matt. I ain't on cold. I ain't go, go ahead. Uh-huh. Anyway, my bad. Uh, man, you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> oh, the other thing was the it's like it took me to the third time that the music that they was playing that kind of reminded me of the the Undertaker's dun 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 dun. I'm like, oh wait, that's Batman's intro song. Okay, I'm, now I get it. Okay, but every time I hear it, I was like, did this dude just flip the Death song? Like, no, you know what? It, see, that's interesting that you. I I didn't think about that. To me, when I hear it. It's and I've been listening to this album all week, and I was like, "This nigga flipped Star Wars," but it worked. I was like, "I'm not mad at him." So, interesting that you found a different reference. That's dope. That's dope. 
Wow. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess it's one of those wars, Shaq. What do you hear? Right, right. <laughs> I guess. But well, let me ask yeah. you guys this. <clears throat> let me ask you guys this. And I'll just jump back out. Um, comic book fans like myself know that there are essentially, well, there, there are two Batman books. There's Detective and there's Batman. Detective is just that. He's doing his detective thing and all that. In Batman, he's being world-beating, blowing up shit. So... This film is more along the lines of, of detective comics. I would say seven, 60 to seventy percent detective and thirty to forty percent Batman, because you you have these, you know, you have the um, the rogues gallery in there. Oh, nice. But yeah, but just just overall, um, Matt Reeves. I, I'm, I'm so, I gotta go back make this tape. Ben Affleck, if he saw this film, is like. Y'all motherfuckers really gave the Twilight guy this film? I know he, I know he's got to be mad. Like, I couldn't have done that film? Because I think, no disrespect to Patterson, because he did a great freaking job. Great job. But Ben Affleck would have ate this up. He really would have ate this up. And, like, lastly, um, I understand some people are not liking the look of Bruce Wayne. And, you know, I kind of agree with it. I did learn from an animated friend of mine that apparently Matt Reeves is a big Kurt Cobain Nirvana Nirvana fan. And he wanted that look. I'm like, okay, just because you want it don't mean you should execute on it. So that's that's what I say on that. All right. Any other? So that was sort of our non-spoilery <laughs> type of conversation. Um, so I just want to forewarn any listeners going forward: we might start talking about stuff deeply related to the to the story. I think you should actually go into this movie with as little as possible, <clears throat> uh, because I didn't watch all of the trailers and all the TV spots, and I'm glad I didn't. But man, it did show. A lot of stuff in them trailers too at the same point i wish i kind of would experience first time in the theater but um there was a lot of stuff i didn't see coming as well so i would say you don't listen to the spoiler stuff if you can but with that said um what were some of the things that i'm trying to think of things i really want to point out well Uh, one thing i do want to point out is is that again you know some people are talking about the characterization of pattison as bruce wayne and i'm just gonna keep this one (laughs) thousand We don't go to the Batman films looking for Bruce Wayne. We go there for Batman. And for the majority of the film, that's what we were getting was Batman. Now, maybe in future films, we'll see more of Bruce Wayne. But for me, I'm like, I'm cool. If you're going to give me a, a Batman film where the actor playing Batman is on screen as Batman for what, 60 to 70% of the time, I'm good with that. Yeah, this is probably one of the first superhero movies period where it's majority in the suit, like heavy in the suit. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, I always, cause every time I, you normally watch these movies, it's almost more of the time they're not in the suit than they are. Uh, and that's for any superhero movie. I don't know. If any, I mean, most of them, they, they have to have all the stuff where they're outside being their regular person and talking, take the helmet off. And I got the rest of the suit on. He was Batman in this movie, just like it was in the comics. The comics yeah. don't be yeah. heavy into the Bruce Wayne or heavy into the Tony Stark. They be heavy into the motherfucking superhero. And I hey. respect Matt Reeves for doing that with this. This is one of the first movies. That's, that's why I say it's more of a comic book because... 
we go there to see the superhero. I don't go to any of these movies to see the Peter Parker sto- well, I mean, story. Just, you can't really say that because I mean I Peter can, Parker is. I want to see Spider Man. Well, okay. I want to see Spider Man. The, the 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 books, the comics is majority oh, Spider Man, and they are majority Peter Parker with his ha- helmet off, and then doing Mark? the other stuff. With Peter, <clears throat> yeah. no, that, no I, I wouldn't say that. Like with Thor, yeah, because they got rid of Don Blake completely. Well, yeah, you want to see Thor, but with Peter, uh, no. You, you kind of you, you kind of want the the. the it's other kind stuff, of both. Yeah, I'm saying well, I I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I want to see the superheroes. I'm just speaking yeah. in general. I said Spider Man because I was the last of the the big movies. Right. But any of these other movies, I don't. I want to see the hero actions and stuff. <laughs> this movie gave us that, so I applauded for that. And this is where I would give Christopher Nolan an L because. Uh, and even Tim Burton got this right. We don't want to see the romance of Bruce Wayne with whatever. It's Batman and whoever he's romancing. And he got it. Like, because it was the romance that that occurred in this film was Batman and Selena, aka Catwoman. She doesn't, thankfully, she, um, spoilers, she doesn't learn his secret identity. So that's going to make a lot of people feel good about that. But they built upon that as opposed to this duality of how do I keep my Bruce Wayne relationship and I'm going off at Batman. It's like, nah, it's through Batman you got the relationship. Yeah, and you know, I, I like that it showed that he to me, like I said, you don't normally get to see the Batman that um kind of uses Bruce Wayne as the alter ego or, you know, uh, again, he's more Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. I always felt like Batman was really Batman. Like, that's who he is. He's using Bruce Wayne as his shield from his true self. So why would he be, why wouldn't he be his true self more than the other side, right? Like, he would not be Bruce Wayne all the time, you know, more the majority of the time because he's really a sick motherfucker. Like he's traumatized. That's the whole reason why he's doing this, right? So we see him more where he's probably comfortable as to have that suit on and out there doing work as opposed to him wooing, uh, you know, being a playboy, faking that. That's the fake part. And so I'm glad they didn't really show that because this dude is sick. He got issues. That's why he looked the way he looked to me because, yeah, he's he didn't spent his whole life so far trying to be vengeance and working toward that he's an anti-social <laughs> he dresses up like a bat and hits the streets beating the shit out of people that's not a, there's no there's, that's a, you know he's insane he's just yeah. to me this movie was showing that to me his character arc in this was for him to realize like dude you're just as sick as them people you you're fighting at some point yeah. you are actually the villain you're gonna have to come off of that and try to be a hero I think toward the end of the movie, he becomes the hero that I think we later see in the Batman. But the majority of this movie, to me, he was just as sick as Riddler. He was just fighting on the other side of it. Now, what's great is that you mentioned that is, is that Riddler was pretty much saying that. that yeah. Yeah. You, it's like I set this up where you could be at Arkham while my second plan goes off because I wanted you and me together to watch all of this destruction go off. And he's looking like, what the fuck? What you talking about? 
<laughs> he went crazy because I hit you. And he's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are kind of are. <laughs> and they called him, it's funny, the Riddler called himself the same thing. I'm vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Like they was both on some dumb, you know, doing the crazy shit. And I just think it, sh- it shows to me, Batman shows how Batman really, he sort of influences the foolishness as well. You know, I was like, well, you out here dressed up, taking it to the streets. Why wouldn't you think the other side would do the same thing? Like you, you, you help to influence this type of nonsense and you're leaning into it. And so I think when he starts, there's a great part in the movie where he has the torch in his hand. And he's leading those people through that flood yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so dope. I mean, I, I, again, I saw that part in the trailer after I saw the movie again, and it looks fantastic when the screen is right. But that was to me. That was like he was leading these people. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be the hero now, and I'm gonna be the beacon of light. God damn it! Literally, and figuratively, <laughs> so he's leading them through this stuff. And that's to me when his character started to change, and he was like, okay, I'm not vengeance no you know i'm not gonna just be vengeance i can't just be vengeful you have to right. be a hero right and you know for me because i always said I, i've been telling people that i felt like um this movie could have cut 30 minutes and i said in my opinion that last uh 30 minutes at the uh the arena i'm like they could have cut it but then as i got to thinking about what they were trying to do and as in your you really drove the point home of him not being vengeance and having to be a hero and a beacon of light and i'm like yeah, they couldn't have cut that because that's where you see that change of him understanding of what he needs to be, not just what he wants to do that work through his mommy and daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just overall, I mean, I really uh, love the story that was telling. This is closest to the co- a comic book film that comic book readers have been wanting. It really, um, and Mark, you probably know this, it really make me uh, think back to the many deaths of Batman storyline. It was just so many layers to it. It was a psychological thriller. It was an action. It was, it had horror elements. It, it, of course, it was a comic book superhero film. And the, the other thing was uh, with Zoe Kravitz, uh, with her Selena Kyle, just seeing how layered she was, you know, she was working it, and then he was saying, he's like, so you've been working at this club so you can pull this one score? And I'm like, yep, that's Selena Kyle right there. Yep, nailed it. So I, I really appreciate the uh, all of the different touches of layers that they added to these characters. Yeah, and uh, also I got to shout out uh, Jeffrey Wright, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he killed that as Gordon, man. I love I was going to ask you guys yeah. about that. Yeah, their, their dynamic relationship together, I thought was excellent. It was the best on screen. For me, it was the best on screen. Just because they gave them more time together as opposed to it wasn't just, oh, something happened. Let me turn the light on. Then they have a little talk and they're gone. This you got to see them like really in the shit, like working the crime scene and Mm -hmm. and dealing that. I just thought that was and and they're both of them brothers acted their asses off. Yeah. You know. the, the the scene in the police station. <laughs> uh, oh, so there's some Mark. There's something that happens where Batman gets knocked out and he's waking up, and all the policemen's around him. And I was like, "Let's just take the mask off. Let's just take the mask off." <laughs> yeah. And Batman punches one of the guys out. <laughs> and uh, I guess the, the lieutenant or the chief comes in. He's like, "You see that? I'm gonna book you on assault of a police officer." And Batman goes, "He said you're gonna have to book me on two assaults." <laughs> 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 it was like, I was like, damn, he the wrong one. Leave him alone. 
Yeah, it's, and you know what's interesting is that, and I, you know, from the first fight scene, I was like, he's not like, he's not the hulking Batman. And I was like, I, I almost felt like he was going to get knocked. I kind of felt like he was going to lose or something. Cause I was like, man, there's all these dudes. He's not that big. He's got the suit on, but I guess he just had balls. And he, I guess, you know, Batman knows how to fight. But I just, I didn't feel like, uh, I felt like, man, he's not doing some Kung Fu type shit. He's just boxing. But I don't know. Some of it, I, I mean, I believed it because it was Batman. But on one hand, I was like, he's not really, in, I don't know, it was just something about it too that was not, uh, it's hard for me to, and I probably, I'm jaded because I think of like the warehouse scene or just, that Ben Affleck Batman was like, you were no fucking Mike. joke. And so I was just, I just kind of like, okay. But he had the gadgets. He was getting himself into situations. And it was like, oh shit, what am I about to do? Like when he jumped off that building. Yeah, I was like, yeah. man, he, I was like, I can feel like he's kind of scared, but he ain't got no fucking choice. And he just, I was like, whoa, you know. But it, so it was thrilling, man. It was, it was definitely thrilling. I'd be curious to see. With, I'm curious to see what the next one is like. I, I want another. I want the next one. And you know they sort of allude to the Joker, but yeah, I'm curious yeah. what he's if he goes against a threat where he's gonna have to really get his hands dirty, dirty. Uh, he's, but this is a smart Batman. That's what I like about this too. He's definitely yeah. using his smarts. Uh, and I want to see what they what they. Hey, I just want to see what they do next. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. The the other thing was again the criminal element as we learn who's running things, who's pulling things, who's making things happen. Um, there was a scene after the the car chase with uh, no, that was kind of interesting. So Batman chases down the penguin, and I guess he essentially brought him back to Jim Gordon, and they're both inter interrogating him to try to figure out what's what didn't happen, what's going on. It has Riddler uh, coming after these people. So that that one was news to me because as all we've seen is Batman is the one doing this interrogating, but he really sees a partnership with Jim Gordon. But the other thing was is that in that conversation you're hearing uh, one Penguin ain't no ain't no fool. He ain't stupid. He ain't uh, no 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 thug. He understands the rules of the game. I kid you not. As he was talking and as the scene where they pulling Carmine Falcone out. It gave me wire vibes where it's like, no, this is the game. You don't supposed to do this stuff in the game and we going to get you. And I'm like, like, damn. So these thugs do have a code. I got a little lost on the Falcone and some of the snitching type stuff. I didn't, I have to see it again. I was, I was kind of yeah, yeah. getting confused a little bit, but, but it was dope. I mean, uh, to, to paraphrase Prince, Carmen was running game. He was running game. Yeah. And he and he gave no fucks either. He was up in there like, like uh, he's like, I own you guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, Psh. he's like, I'll be out. Okay. And the, but I, yeah, I think one of the things we're not doing is we're not uh, we're really not playing up the Riddler uh, enough. That dude was killing it. He, I mean, in my opinion, I, Heath Ledger, he he killed his performance. But this guy, John Dano, he was close to being terrifying. But at the same time, he was calculated, cold, and just so smart, putting Batman through all these games. I got to ask. I'm, I think I know the answer, but I got to ask. Was there any tip of the hat to Frank Gorshin's Riddler with that laugh? 
Nah, he didn't laugh. Well, <laughs> no, no, I think he did laugh, but there was no tip of the hat to that. Mm. Um, the first time we see the Riddler, well, the first time Riddler gets introduced on screen, he's looking through some binoculars, and all you hear is this breathing, and it's like haunting. And then when he attacks, it's like, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this was a Batman film. This seemed like some Saw slash Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the way he went after the guys. Yeah, I, I, I got to see the Riddler part again. I, I I liked it in some parts I didn't. But again, I'm not going to hold it against him. I just need to see it again so I can really take it all in. But I thought the way he's presented, I thought was dope. You don't we don't we haven't seen nothing like that in a comic book movie on that level. So I tip my hat to the presentation of it. Uh, I just I just got to see the whole movie again, man. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was, Great. And I tip my hat to Matt Reeves. I mean, he's taken something that we have seen iter- many iterations of this on the big screen. And he's able to give us something new. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I have to tip my hat to um, the people behind the Joker. And the reason why I say that is because that film. You can see the influence. Yes, that part. And the fact that it was such, it was a billion dollar success. So it may, in my opinion, I, I hope it may. Warner Brothers feel like we don't have to copy the MCU formula. We can do this smart psychological through. We can we can do tell these stories that doesn't have to be so over the top superhero because this, in my opinion, this film doesn't get made in early two thousand at all. I would disagree. I mean, this to me is no not that far off from Nolan's trilogy. My opinion. I don't know because those movies aren't ah. super superhero. <laughs> They're not Marvel movies at all. And and, and here's another thing that what I definitely liked about this film is that Nolan tried to make it so grounded and so he had to explain everything. Like the tumbler, he had to give it a practical military um, use for it and why it's in here, as well as you know all of his gadgets, all of his uh, equipment. And here, we didn't have to explain this. Like, look, you're here for a superhero movie. It, yeah, we, we, we've really fully fleshed out and formed this world where it feels like a real metropolis city, but we're not going to try to uh, baby step you into all of the gadgets and what makes Batman Batman. Hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, like I said, it's definitely... It's a it's Todd a much Phillips. watch. It's it's a much watch. It's you know people. Oh, this is the greatest comic here. I, I, I think it's too early to say that, but I I personally think it's one of the great Batman movies. Yeah, one of Absolutely. the great Batman movies. Um, and like I said, it's very interesting for this franchise. We have seen so many iterations on screen of this character, uh, and still in 2022, we can see something that is different than what we've seen before and you know this character has went through the ringer uh in terms of how it's been presented on screen you know going all the way and that's not even the first iteration but just going back to the you know from my childhood the adam west presentation of batman you know (laughs) which i i wouldn't be shocked and i almost feel like it's almost time for that to be a movie but in today's (laughs) world because it, it would be, you know, I could see some comic going to town with that. <clears throat> and if it was, if it worked back then, everything comes back around at some point. I could see somebody doing that again. And then, of course, the Burton stuff, 
and then Joel Schmock, what's his name? Joel Schumacher, Schumacher, Joel Schumacher, Schumacher. <laughs> you saw his interpretation, which starts to kind of go a little back into the Adam West goofiness a little bit with the Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I know this is your show, but I'm gonna ban you from ever referencing that man's name. That's cool, but you see how that <laughs> kind of goes into that, right? And then yeah. after that sort of people get tired of that, it goes into the ultra realism stuff with Nolan and that works. And then, you know, of course, when you have Marvel stuff sort of changes the tone of the movies and then it goes into the real comic booky, almost fantasy stuff of Snyder stuff. And now we're coming back to another more gritty, you know, I, you know, I, I wonder that they wrestle of not going R rated with this. <clears throat> I almost kind of want to see a R-rated version of this movie because I know they could have just really went. I could tell they were just ready to just go completely crazy with that, with with, with particularly with the Riddler and the brutality of what he's doing. So they told a line of not giving us a straight R-rated Marvel, uh, R-rated Batman. But again, there's so many iterations of this character, and uh, it's a fascinating. It's fascinating to me that he can work in all these different takes. And that's not even speaking about the comic books, which the comic books have very wildly different interpretations of Batman as well, right? Um, so it's, so when people always say, it's not my Batman or it's not the Batman from the comic, well, the Batman in the comics, there's, which Batman in the comics are you talking about? Or which Batman from the movies are you talking about? This character yep. is all over the board, man. That's yeah. the whole point of it, it almost seems like. So... You know, I was side-eyeing you when you mentioned the Adam West Batman, but I'm like, you know what? That's I think iconic. it kind of could work. I'm like, you know what? I think that could kind of work if they brought it back as a series. I don't want to see it on film, to be honest. <laughs> they brought it back as a series where you have different um, characters. Like, can you imagine Rihanna playing uh, Catwoman? Or, you know, getting Johnny Depp to do a Riddler or Joker cameo? That would be kind of, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> See, I think it would be better as a one and done movie because it, it could get played out very quickly, I think, if you start trying to push it too long. But again, I, maybe I could be wrong, too. It could go either way. But I could see it. Obviously, this character can be presented to us. There's no one way to do Batman. True. You know, yeah. that, that's they've shown us that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing you got to remember is uh, I, I dropped that in the chat as well that um, there's going to be a JCPD starring Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, which I'm looking forward to that, as well as a Penguin series. I hope it's good. That's you know I'll give the first episode a shot. I, I'll give them that much. I was not a fan of the Gotham TV show. Uh, well, hopefully, if they get some of the people that's behind Peacemaker, then, you know, hopefully it should be good because they definitely uh, did a good job with that series. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. To me, the Batman movie is, uh, my, to me, the real influence of it for me is that if HBO had made the Batman, that's what that, that's what that movie was to me. That felt like it was on the level of you know, the wire and soprano. It, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah. The tone of it, the feel of it, the details of it felt like a HBO series. And for me, HBO series are the high watermarks in terms of acting, storytelling. 
And this was what this felt like, in my opinion. So, I, so if, if, if they get the HBO people <laughs> involved to do the Gotham with Jeffrey Wright and that type of tone, it could be fascinating. It, it could be dope as hell. I, that's what I said. But I, if they do it like on the terms of that Gotham TV show, for me, I'm cool. But Well, I, I'm thinking if they bring it in Jeffrey Wright to reprise the role and the character, as well as Colin Farrell to reprise the role and character, then they're probably going to keep it in the same tone. And considering they, uh, AT&T, well, uh, H, uh, Warner Media wants HBO Max to be a big thing and they're seeing what Disney is doing and seeing what Amazon is doing, they're going to have to make it high quality. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Keep, keep Jeff Johns out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Hey, that moment go stick. Hey, yo, Dre. Hey, yo, John. Stick to the comics, cause the movies that ain't it, brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing with Batman, he has such a huge rogues gallery that for that JCPD show, they can tap into you know uh, smaller characters to as villains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the budgets these days, they ain't got to. They don't got to go small. Well, no, I was just saying, like, you probably want to reserve uh, Mr. Freeze and, uh, of course, Joker uh, for the films. But yeah, I mean, you got, yeah. See, if it was me, I'd have Joker in the show to build it up so you can just... Because, mm-hmm. again, we yeah. never get a deeper... We've never gotten a deep dive, unless I'm mistaken, into the Joker's character in the movies. Like, he's just always the Joker... <laughs> acting crazy but you don't never get into I, well I, let me stop there was a whole Joker movie right that wasn't the Joker yeah what, what, uh, right yeah. it wasn't the Joker to you but I'm saying remember these characters can be interpreted many different ways and right. so with that tone the Joker is a part of that universe of interpretation so I would say I would put him on the TV show to give him a deep characterization so then when you did see him in the movie you didn't have to waste time with that part, but you got dope storytelling, and now you even really know this character, and now he can just get to town with it because we never really got to see that with Joker, aside from the the one that came out now, and that movie was a blockbuster. So, so yeah. there's obviously an audience that wants to see that deep interpretation of him. But, yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that this does a billion. I'm not confident. Uh, just because to me, I feel the Joker, which I feel the Batman is a far better movie than that film. And the Joker did a billion. But I'm just kind of worried that because of the pandemic, as well as, um, you know, maybe some DCEU fatigue where they're not there's not a strong confidence in the film that, you know, it might do half a billion to close to 750, which would still be great. But it deserves to do a billion. Yeah, I would. I would hope it gets the biggest amount it can for him. That's, I I would be shocked, just as I was shocked the Joker did that because I, to me these movies, these aren't like mainstream movies in my opinion, but maybe they are to people. But this seems like a very pointed type of a movie. It just has Batman in it, but I, who knows? You know, I I say hey, the more the merrier. But I could see this being just seen by a certain type of people, or I could see people going to see it initially. And walking out kind of like, eh, I just wanted to see some, you know, popcorn oh, superhero right. movie. This is not that, in my opinion. 
So I could I could see somebody not wanting to see this again, as opposed to those other movies. I could imagine people going back over and over. But, you know, well, well, to your point, I, you could probably argue the same thing for Joker because that's why I, I said I was surprised. Going to get oh okay, yeah, yeah okay yeah. Now the other thing is. DC, do not pull a Kevin Feige and fuck this up. Zoe Kravitz killed it. And she has a very recognizable character, Catwoman. Make that fucking film in the next couple of years. Don't fuck it up like Feige did with uh, Black uh, Black Widow. Or don't make that film. <laughs> what? Just have her in the movies. I, I, again, unless the movie is going to be on this level, I would prefer them not to... Just because it's a bank, just because it's a bag, I you know, I could like Fair Black point. Widow, the Black Widow. I could have done without that. I would have no problem with her character the way she was in those movies. That movie wasn't her movie was not. That wasn't the move, in my opinion. Well, like, well, in my opinion, the reason why is because they waited, in my opinion, three four years, and they wasn't fully behind that. Well, possibly they, true. I, I, they got after the seeing the movie, come up with the story. when it did come out, I would have been yeah. cool on it whether it came out before the month. It just wasn't that good of a movie, but because you got to remember, I think by that point people weren't really clamoring for it because like the character was dead. It was like we wanted this years ago, and people weren't really clamoring for it. True, I think Catwoman, they better strike while the iron's hot with that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, as long as it's on the level of this, I'm all for it. But I'm not mad if they don't. (laughs) Just like (laughs) just have her in the movie and keep it. You know, they don't all have to be spinoffs. That's the other. That's I guess what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay. It ain't that necessary. It's like (sighs) if they would have said back in the day, let's do a Leia movie. Eh, It could be dope, but again, just because you had some success, don't mean we need to see another movie about that character. There's like a Alfred TV series, isn't that? I ain't watched. I'm I'm good on that. Like, I don't want to see Pennyworth. No. <laughs> what did you no. think of uh, this Alfred in this film? You didn't get to see enough of him, in my opinion. It wasn't bad. It just this wasn't an Alfred Bruce based movie, so they didn't focus on it. They didn't give him enough. I mean, to me, to have the actor that they have, I'm surprised they didn't show more of it. But again, uh, I'm not mad at it either way. I just didn't feel like he was that much of a factor. It was more Bruce and or more Batman and Jim. Or Batman and Catwoman, or Batman and Riddler, which they all worked. You know, some some they wouldn't all be focal. And it wasn't like to me again. I get I'm biased. Like Ben Affleck and what's homeboy's name that played Alfred? Jeremy Irons. They had a relationship on screen. You didn't get to see it that much on this one. Well, in my opinion, the best Alfred was the one from the Gotham show. That dude was a badass. Gotham show. See, I don't even remember. I don't think I've seen that Alfred. No, he was bad. Yeah. I thought about it. Yeah, he was he was that dude. <laughs> Kinda like my man Jeffrey and Bel Air. Yeah, I said it. Interesting. He oh, you talking about the new Bel Air or something? Yes. I haven't seen that. So, so. He is not the one. <laughs> I'm like, you talking about the TV show? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Bel Air, the, the the drama Jeffrey? Yeah, that's that dude. Gotcha, gotcha. Damn, we were talking about Batman for an hour. <laughs> Any last things on the Batman? Go see I'm looking it. forward to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it again. I'm, I was going to try and go last night, but I forget it's opening night, so it's just like damn near sold out. You'd be sitting at the very front. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. And that movie's three hours. I got to see it a little earlier in the day, too. 
That's that's a long time. But all right, there you go. The Batman, Matt Reeves. I I started watching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes last night. I hadn't seen that. I don't think I saw oh, it since the theater. Oh, he's right. He did those. That's right. Yeah, he did the last two of those. And I'm so far watching it, man, good. I remember now we did a review of this on the show, but as I'm watching it, I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, like I said, I hadn't seen it since the theater, and it looks fantastic. Like, wow. Um, it's interesting. It's a good movie. I want to check out some of his other stuff. I know he's hot right now. He got to be hot right now. Yeah, he, he he did his thing. Real quick, this is what I wanted to get into a conversation about with you guys. Who, who in your opinion, are the masters, the modern master movie directors of, of, of out there right now? Like, and I'm not talking, you know, the old school ones now at this point would be the Spielbergs, Lucas's, Martin's, Francis Ford Coppola. That's old school. I'm talking about who are the ones now that are the masters of cinema? You know, I'm going to just throw one name out. I don't even know his full name. Uh, it was a Dennis, the dude that did Dune and Blade Vel- Runner. The Vol- Vel- like the, See, there yeah, you go. I can't pronounce his last you, name. You put on a Michael Dean. But that cat, you know, Blade Runner, fascinating. It's, you know, it's not a popcorn movie. Dune, you know, Sicario. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. You Sicario? Damn. You know, Dune and Blade Runner are both remakes. You know, and the first Dune and the first Blade Runner was more of a Harrison Ford driven deal. I'm not saying the guy doesn't have skills, but he should stand on original content. You know, like Sicario. Well, a lot of these guys, are, you know, original content is not going to be it's hard to do that nowadays. You can't really get away with that. It's so wrong. That's not the director's fault. No, 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 it isn't. I'm saying, I'm talking about what they've done on the screen. <laughs> Again, whether we're not talking about if they wrote it and all this type of stuff. It's about just purely directing a movie. That's their job. You got to give it up to homeboy. That that dude is one of the masters. And my, now again, you can, you, I'm not saying you don't think he's good or you're just saying because it's not original content. That's, that's my thing because again, um, a lot of people are talking up Dune. I have no desire to see it because I remember the original one and uh, hating it. Go see this movie. <laughs> As a fan of cinema, you should go see it. It's not. It's not the movie of the past. So then, am I safe to say uh, the difference is as striking as the original Galactica with the reboot they did a few years ago? Because that was night and day. Are you talking about Black Star? Because uh, the original Black Star was terrible. The, the original Dune, in my opinion, is not good. It's a cult it, classic. It's but, but it's not good. This movie, and you may not even like this Dune movie. You might think it's too boring or slow. I don't know. But I'm just saying as a fan of cinema, you cannot watch that movie and be like, yo, this cat knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, this is an artist. Okay. You know, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you saw that Blade Runner remake. You don't even have to like that movie, but I'd be shocked if anybody looked at that and was like, well, I tip my hat as a director. <laughs> this motherfucking cold. Okay. You know, he's throwing some shit. That. 
So what are, what are, your, what are you quantifying as uh, doing great work? Because in my opinion, I'd put Jordan Peele up there. Okay. Yeah, he has great work. He's what fascinating stuff. To get out? Us. And that was fantastic as well. Us. Is that the one about the, uh, the, the couple tethers. driving across the country? What no, it's the thing? one with the, the tether with the, the opposite you that lives underground. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He does fascinating work. Yeah. Um, to me, like, it's, and it's not about quantity per se, because I would say get out is a headbuster cultural moment. Right. And yeah. in the same way, I would say like Lauren Hill had a headbuster cultural moment that still stands on his time. You know, Jimi Hendrix didn't have tons of albums, but that motherfucker did his thing with what he did with. Uh, another black director I got a cape for, uh, Ryan Coogler. I mean, between Fruitvale Station, Creed and Black Panther, three straight bangers. Hmm. OK, OK, OK. What about Miss DuVernay? What's the movies? I'm just throwing her name out there as director. I don't know if I've seen any of her movies. She has Selma. Um, what's that movie? Then uh, she has something with Oprah. in Time. I never time. saw that one. It, beautifully done. It, I, I, would, I would, yeah, beautifully done. The story just was not good. <laughs> the ending, the ending of uh, Climactic Fight was a debate. So that right there, you lose me. But it ain't her story. I would throw Christopher Nolan in that. Yeah. Um, the Coen brothers would be today, right? Nah. No? Nah? Which movies? They got a pretty long, uh, long catalog. I mean, they got uh, Lebowski, Fargo, which to me is a fantastic okay. film. I've never seen those movies, but I respect them. I respect them. The Fargo's True fantastic. Grit. Lebowski yeah. sucked. I agree. It's a but classic, it's, though. Yeah. <laughs> a cold classic. I've sat through that movie three times. It sucks. I've never seen it. I wouldn't argue with you. Anything. But, you know, fortunately, we're probably in the minority of people who've yeah, seen that. Yeah, we are. Uh, Peter Jackson, even though yeah. he, it's bullshit that he made yeah. The Hobbit three films, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, I give him. Pri- I, 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 used to, I, used to, I used to not care for King Kong, but I saw that last year. What blew me away? Blew yeah, me. I thought it was great. Right. Um, Guillermo, Guillermo, get Del Toro. Yeah. said Del Toro. Yeah. I haven't seen his newer stuff, but I respect it. Right. I respect him. Yeah, he's he's done some of my favorite movies of all time: Pacific Rim, Blade Two. So yeah, I fuck with. Him. And of course, Pan's Labyrinth, which people swear by. I've never seen that. Never seen it. I need to watch it. Too. See, when uh, I hear help? pan, I think master of the pan flute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> commercial back in the day, Zamfir, master of the pan flute. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> you guys are young. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, now, for me, this is my opinion. Uh, uh, Snyder, man. I don't care. You, you don't have to like the movies or the interpretation of the characters, but just my opinion from a visual standpoint and the details, that's a bad motherfucker. Like he, he does his style. And uh, for me, it, it works. I, I put Snyder up there. I, I would, I put him up there as probably one of the most talked about directors 
in current times. Like I don't see nobody go hard for no other director the way they go hard for that cat. For whatever reason, his his fan base is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'd say the Russos. Absolutely. Right. Damn, what you want to say the Russos? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I feel like you put them on the bill, people want to see their films. Now, you add Marvel to it, they really don't want to see the films. What's the last movie they directed? Endgame. Was that the last one they directed? I guess so. Let's take a look. That movie's saying, like a fellow guy. How do we feel about the Wachowskis? For me, absolutely. Did they do Speed Racer? Yep. Fuck them. I respect your opinion, but I put absolutely I put them up there. They they are. Did yeah. you see Speed Racer? Loved it. Oh damn! I mean, I, I listen. I say that I loved it not because I think that it's a good like. I know why it you ain't. don't like it, but <laughs> I like the look of it. I like the risk of it. I want that on 4K so bad. It's probably it's something I can just put on and let it play. But yeah, I, I'm not saying this is one of the top movies of all time. Please, uh, they probably fumbled the ball on what people expected that to be, and even what I expected it to be. But looking at it now, I res- I'm like, fuck, man, they have balls. <laughs> and they, sure and, it, and, it, and it's, to me, it's the same way I look at some of Prince's releases. Like, eh, I see why people are not fucking with this, but I I respect the hell out that they they did what the fuck they wanted to do. And they committed to their vision, and it is what it is. I'm giving you the Billy Head check. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that movie, that movie was as bad as The Spirit, and that I never was saw that one. Oh man! That. But that's just one movie to me. They made The Matrix, so off the top of that, they gonna get a seat at the table. And they made uh, what's the other movie I loved? Halle Berry and Tom Hanks. The name escaped. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. When I first started the theater, blew me away. I loved that movie. I did not see that. I guess I need to see that. And and I like the other two Matrix movies as well. So to me, they no brainers. And and I recently must have been late last year. I watched Jupiter Ascending at home on 4K. I trashed that movie when it came out, as I should have. But I'm watching it now. Dope. (laughs) <laughs> as a sci-fi lover and the way they shot that it with, with both middle fingers up uh, that's my movie's dope it's not a mainstream that's for deep sci-fi cats they we can't I, and, and deep uh, swashbuckling adventure motherfuckers I can't front on that that movie is great for what it is and, and the fact that they had seemed to be of an unlimited budget <laughs> to make that which was, I know when they screened it, they knew it was going to flop. If they let them put it out anyway, I tip my hat to it. There's parts in that movie that are fascinating to me. But I understand why people shit it on it, and I understand why I shit it on it. Another director who's on the come up is uh, James Wan. That dude, he yeah, got... Yeah. 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 He has, uh, what, he has Aquaman, so he got him a billion dollar film under his belt. I mean, he can say that. Uh, Malignant, which I really enjoyed, The Conjuring, Insidious, mm-hmm. and he was the one behind Saw. So salute. Yeah, yeah he's done his thing. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Shit, I, I would. Well, I was gonna say, do what I put Matt Reeves in there? I think he's on the way. Well, we're we done. We did the Don and I mean, did the two Planet of the Apes. He did let let me in, let the right one in. No, let me in. Yeah, let me in, which is a remake of let the right one in, I believe. Um, here's something else. He oh, did. he did Cloverfield. Okay. Cloverfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming up. This one, I think, he really. To me, this like he's like okay. To me, this one with a lot of these guys is, I can see how they were influenced by the older directors, classic cats, and now they're doing their shit. Like they're like, okay, we're gonna step it up. I'm gonna take what I learned from the greats, and in the confines of the the way the movie game works now, which is you know superhero type stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that stuff and apply it to this. That's why I said them doing original shit. I know it's tough. They don't. They're probably not going to get a chance to do original shit without without proving themselves with them blockbuster first or something. Uh, so he has a writing credit for Under Siege Two: Dark Territory, which I really liked, and he did a. Uh, he has a writing credit for the show Ordinary Joe. Apparently, he's the creator too, which to me speaks to his ability to to show. I mean, to create multiple layered um, story plot lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he directed, I mean, damn, he directed Felicity and, and Gideon's Cross It and Homicide. So he 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 has a really diverse uh resume. Oh, he did homicide? Yeah, homicide did, life on the street. Homicide? He did, yeah, oh. well, he did one episode, but still. Hey, no. you get on that list, you're doing some work. That show was great. Yeah. All right. And it's in one? the same universe as The Wire, which is oh. so cool. Hmm. Any others? What do you think about Antoine Fuqua? I mean, he got training day, so he's been around for a minute, though, hasn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would. I wouldn't put him on the upper echelon of. But I mean, I I salute that brother. Uh, Definitely, I think he did. uh, Again, these movies they're they're okay. Uh, What was the one where Denzel was blind or something? Kind of futuristic. Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Did he do Book of Eli? Yeah, uh, okay. I'm looking now. Let's see. But that was the movie. Or was it one of the... He did Magnificent Seven. Well, no, he's a producer on that. That was good, too. Oh, he did the other... What's the one with Denzel? The most recent kind of action? Equalizer. I think he did Equalizer, didn't he? Yeah, he did the first... E- well, he did both Equalizers. Yeah. They got something new they're coming out with now that I think about. It. I don't know if you can see whatever you're looking at. I, I could have sworn they got something else coming out. When I saw it, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. They, uh, I'm looking under. Apparently, he's directing an episode for uh, Shaka, King of the Zulu Nation. Interesting. Hmm. I want to see that. Uh, my friend, I need to find out about that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, um, unless you got any more throwing the hat. Now nah, that's all I can name. Sadly, not a lot of women. Wait, Antoine Fuqua did Olympus Has Fallen? Salute. I love that movie. What? Is that the first one? Yeah. Where the Koreans took over the White House? That's cool. cool. Yeah, it's cool little action movies. I'm not mad at it. Damn sure wasn't no White House down. That was trash. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. 
That was a terrible movie. I had that was I think that was the year I had to apologize to Tyler Perry for saying he had the worst movie of the year. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody watch the Tyler the new Tyler movie on Netflix? Oh yes, I did. I watched I half of it. I had to be on cold. I watched it because Anthony said he was watching, so I, I took a look at it. Uh, not yeah. very good. Not I very seen good. half of and it. It, it had me laughing. <laughs> no, the the cold part about it is we had to watch sit through the whole movie to get to the Beyonce thing. And by the time it got there, I was like, Beyonce in this movie. No, she, oh. he did. She he did uh, her homecoming performance yeah. parody. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when we gonna get to the? I, was, I can't believe I was sitting there at a Tyler Perry movie. Like, when we gonna get to the Beyonce thing? <laughs> You went to go see this at the theater? No, hell no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was playing in the theater. That's why I was like... No, it's on Netflix. Oh, hell okay. no. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, I, I want to be on cold, but I wasn't going to the theaters for that movie. No. Well, since it's been a minute since we've talked uh, about film and television, what did we think, as a group, of Reacher and Peacemaker? I haven't finished Reacher, but so far it's, it's it's entertaining. Oh yeah, that's yeah. He's the wrong one. He's right up there for me with uh, John Wick. Absolutely. The, when they went to uh, when they went to the prison, and he had to fend off like two different attacks. I was like, oh, oh yeah. this is a bad mofo here. You know, Q said in the chat that he could be Captain America. I disagree. He looks like Homelander. That's what he looks like to me. Yeah, I can, I can see, see him, him as I Captain America. As Captain America. Yeah, Steve, I he definitely has the size. Yeah, uh, Peacemaker, I thought was really good. That was really good. Yeah, John Cena, he's found his niche. I, I thought most of the roles that he did before were like pedestrian, and then I saw him in uh, Vacation Friends, and I was like, oh, that was good. He has a career, that and now Peacemaker, I was like, oh yeah, he's locked in on Hollywood. Stay clicked, it. he got it. You know, I bet Hogan is home hating on Cena and The Rock and Oh, you Batista. know he is. You know he hating, bro. <laughs> but they did what he didn't. They put in the work to be they put in the work. Yeah. Shown to be credible actors. Yeah, no, yeah, Peacemaker is good stuff, man. That was that was a that was a big hit. Uh and it worked. Like I liked him better in that than the actually I liked Peacemaker better than the, the movie, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Really? No, no, no. The second you didn't like the second Suicide Squad, Mark. Mm. Wow. Yeah, when they had Starro running around, and he looked terrible, terrible. It's a big, giant, one-eyed starfish. No, it's a big, one-eyed starfish (laughs) pillow. That's what it was. It looked terrible. Mm. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I could say the TV show. I could watch that over. The movie, um, not so much, but so did everyone finished uh, Peacemaker? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you think of the end with the little Justice League uh, show up there? That to me made me think they really was behind this to go ahead and get Jason Momoa and these other people to for a t- what two minute cameo. Yeah. Well, I, th- I heard that they shot those. I think they said they. Shot while he was filming this other stuff, so wasn't like you know they were already filming Flash. They were already filming Flash and Aquaman, so I think they just did him during those times. But I thought it was cool. I mean, it just goes to show, like you know, it makes me 
long for the Justice League 2, which I hope that means they're going to try and do, but I'm concerned they didn't show Batman. Uh, was there somebody else that they didn't show? Wonder Woman. No, like, yeah, well, they show Wonder Woman's silhouette. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Superman's silhouette. But the Batman guy, they said they filmed that, but they took it out the last minute. So I don't know what that's all about. With Robert Pattinson or? No, it was a, well, I mean, obviously it wasn't Affleck himself, but they had a guy dressed up like him and they shot him. They are doing oh. it. He oh, revealed okay. that himself. And he said, but they, for whatever reason, they edited it out. See, they got too many, they got, you know, two different Batman, Batman running around. They got two different flashes running around. Come on, man. Let's get some consistency around here. I don't think that's a problem, personally. <laughs> you got all these Spider-Man running around. But, you, know, you have Spider-Man, you have, you have different Peter Parkers running around. That's the thing. You know, these Batman are all Bruce Wayne and the Flashes are all Barry Allen. Come on, man. Let's aren't pick the, one. Aren't Peter Parkers all Spider-Man? They just had a whole uh, movie about it. They did? You didn't see I, I did not see yeah. I did not see No that. way home. Stop. <laughs> didn't see it yet. Hey, it's not a Marvel movie. Yo, it's a Sony hey, you, you know, you know, wow. Q is clowning you right now. <laughs> I'm clowning. <laughs> man, Ghost. Well, I guess I don't know if it's still playing. Man, that movie was excellent. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right, wow. A, I, wow. I, I got time now. I can take a look. What do you mean you take a look? You're the comic book expert. What? <laughs> hey, hey, I haven't seen any of the Venom movies because they suck. I'm all about I'm the Marvel production. Mar- okay, Marvel so- co-produced this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> The whole point. I thought I thought it was just a licensing thing. Marvel was like, "Look, y'all." No, no, they, they made this is the canon. Deal. Yeah, they made the deal. Marvel makes the films. Sony distributes and gets all the money. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. why that you got Iron Man and Doctor Strange in the films. That, that changes things. How? I'm, with that. I'm just looking at you. How you ain't knowing this? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's what I'm you saying. You guys are the film heads. I'm a comic head. Right. And that's just to go back to your point, though. That's why I said, like, I don't think audiences have any problem following multiple characters. That, that's, that's, that's the past. And maybe that was never really a concern, but the audiences have proven they ain't got no problem paying attention to multiple characterizations of characters. So that, that's, that can't be the reason. You got two jokers running around. You got three jokers. Ah. Yeah, and all of them were successful. And I don't see, you know, the people who watch these movies have no problem. Now, I'd be no, curious no. to see what a person who's not following all of these movies and they just get dumped into one, what they may think. But I don't think they make up the majority of the viewers of these movies either. So some people, I can imagine some people went to go see Spider-Man who had not seen any of the other current Spider-Man movies and might have been like just seeing the older ones maybe they got confused possibly but I think that's a minute group of people um, this is the third Spider-Man of Tom Holland and then you introduce characters Spider-Man from the past franchises I mean they did it brilliantly and they had too many there's too many characters on screen and that okay that's over yeah that, that's over <laughs> we haven't seen multiple movies with tons of characters I don't think anybody had a problem following along yeah, it just we, needs to be a learned. good movie exactly that's what we learned <laughs> if it's a bad movie you don't have enough characters exactly so 
Yeah, nobody complained. Star Wars. There's too many. There's Luke. And there's Leia. And there's da da da. And there's Star Wars. Good you know fucking. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it and go ahead and catch catch the smoke. I believe is the proper phrase. I'm gonna have to sit down and really give Star Wars a critical look. You know, because I I started watching I think Empire the other mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, okay, because mm-hmm. that's the one where Boba Fett went down in the in the pit, right? That's Return of the Jedi, actually. Okay, was, that's the one I was watching. I was watching Return of the Jedi. Hey, yo, Mark. Stick to the courtroom. Oh, hilarious. Really? <laughs> really? It's coming for you. You coming for me now? Mr. Mr. Luxury Car now? I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you Star Wars head like, oh my God. Bitch, see, I, see I, when Star Wars came out in 77, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. I was not into it at all. Yeah, because I remember the chaos around. I'm like, what is my thing? I think you should watch those movies, the original ones. And as long as you can take in the context of when they came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think, and then on the other hand, they play very well today. In my opinion, they still hold up very well. And, And Lucas, you know, the guy... Guy's a master of his craft, so it's going to be well done at the very least. Absolutely. But this whole shit about revisionist history, well, did Hans shoot first? Yeah, he shot first. Fuck. mm, Give her the rest. Yeah, that they they went crazy with that type of stuff. But just the core, to me, the core three movies, great. I've heard people argue the sequel is great. I mean, it just depends on where you come in. And, and what kind of person you are, where, you know. So the one thing you can say with Star Wars, it's multi-generational. It got yes. a franchise for each generation, yeah, which is interesting. Now, on the uh, sci-fi front, I watched uh, season two, first episode of Picard last night mm. on Paramount. And the first half hour was boring. But... The second half hour, okay. <laughs> it was. It, it. I'll be watching it again because it talks to people like me who, you know, were into the next generation and all that type of stuff, and they really, they really landed it there. But let me go back. You have not watched uh, Bel Air yet, Mike. I have not. No. What channel is that on Paramount? That is on Paramount. Yeah. No. No. It's on Peacock. I don't think I have Peacock. I don't have Peacock, so I don't know if I'm going to spend money just to watch that show. I mean, what they do with a sitcom base, they really, really expanded it and fleshed it out. And it's definitely a drama, you know, and uh, I'm Q hates it. I like it, but what else is new? You know, we're never going to see eye to eye on anything anyway. I think it's well done. Um, there are a couple, you know, spots that could be better, but I like what they're doing with these characters. Yeah, I see. There's a lot of talk about it. It sounds like it's it must be good or definitely impactful it one is, way or the other. It is definitely good. All right. I'm trying to think of what else is I'm watching these days. Oh, uh, well, uh, actually, I watched the episode last night. Uh, Snowfall. Oh Snowfall. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's good, oh good yes. Franklin is an interesting character. <laughs> He's always been interesting. But 
Yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting character. Franklin was about his paper. Oh, now I remember. What's the uh, what's the character's name? Uh, it's the real psycho gangbanger dude. Oh shit, Scully. 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 Jesus, man, I love that actor, man. He's terrifying and funny. Uh, and I, you know, I sometimes I, I I just hope he's not like letting the character sort of overtake him personally because <laughs> he's that good. It felt like, I felt like he's low key beyond some crazy shit, but boy, that character is very interesting. He's almost like a, a, a comic book villain to me. Like he's so over the top, but I guess that part is real. I don't, you know, it's real. I, that, that whole, his whole sort of thing is sometimes the show feels to me like that's a little, comic book years just like a little so he's got the entire complex locked down and it's like a military thing and then they chopping niggas ears off and it's just like man there's a lot going on with his character seems so fantastical thugged out but i don't know if that's type of stuff really happened but uh aside from him the show is i mean he's great it's just the the tone of the show shifts to me when it goes to him it goes into some fantasy thug and then it goes super realistic stuff with everybody else but it's you a mean good you show. are enthralled about the possums how they fool their predators <laughs> <laughs> I was through a possum shit oh yeah <laughs> he's just so over the top I was just like but I love that I mean I, I could see where it was gonna what was gonna happen I, I was like oh he ain't really did they they flipping around this other cat and sure enough I was like okay well. Well, you're smarter than me because I sure did not see that reveal coming at the end. Really? I saw it. I was like, oh, Loie, you was a bad bee. You did oh, I was like, wow. She set that dude up. She lost a lot of weight in real life or something. Doesn't seem like she's in the face. She's not as thick or something. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. I did not notice that, but you know, but her character. You know, her and her husband, they set it up because, look, they're about business. You know, mm. and it's better business to be with, you know, with a crazy dude than the, than the guy who's trying to usurp. Yeah, that is, I, I, you know, it's like I, said, I like that character because he has sort of the moral compass of Omar and a lot of the bad guys who are very bad, but they're very morally based characters yeah they, 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 there's a code man there are yeah. rules to this yeah they, they so he has that and i think they kind of realize if we can get him to feel like we're trusted then we don't have to worry about his eccentric bullshit because at the yeah. end of his core he is about a right and wrong type of guy He's so about I, his work man yeah yeah um the other part was funny when franklin was with his girlfriend i think they were at the office and I was watching, I was like, either the actor himself obviously is super successful now, or they're trying to illustrate how balling out of control Franklin is. But I was like, the one scene I was watching, like, I was like, man, his skin is now totally perfect. His hairline was sharp <laughs> as fuck. And the sideburns were sharp as fuck. And it was colored in just right. And I was like, either they just went ham on the makeup, they balling, or are they trying to say that the character is now he's tight as fuck like his grooming game it was because I can it's like it jumped out at me I was like damn he, 
It was the same way like when I watched uh, the movie Boomerang. And if you go back and remember the way Eddie Murphy looked in that movie. He looked great. Yeah, he was but like, it, you could tell the makeup was popping, the skin well, was look, clear. But look what industry I'm sorry, he worked what movie? in, Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, yeah. Look what industry Eddie's character worked in, though. He's going to look like that. Yeah, but it was like, I, to me, it was like super. I, I was like, Eddie Murphy is a superstar at this point. He ain't going to be on screen looking stupid. And I was like, they got all of them got the makeup popping, like the hairline. I was like, is I guess they're trying to say like, what's the character from Snowball? The main character? Franklin? I was like, I guess Franklin is balling. Like he just goes to the barber and his shit is tight. I was like, this brother's successful. I mean, it just was funny to me. It just one of the minor things that jumped out. Hey, when you're the kingpin, you got to. You That's know? what I'm saying. Maybe they were showing that he's balling out of control now. You know, he got to look the part, you know. You know gotta get, now you got to get a new car, Anthony. <laughs> get that luxury ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's how, what we do, man. Well, well, you know, I, you know, far be it from me to flex, and do it. Do it. <laughs> but y'all ain't seen shit yet. Episode, I'm telling you, episode five and six. Woo! That that was heat right there. Now there is something in there that I know Mike is gonna probably call me up like, "Fuck out of here!" What the hell? <laughs> I, I'm already knowing because I had the same reaction. Like, what? But I'm just saying, episodes five and six, that is straight fire. That, in my opinion, that could have been a movie because yes. I was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. All right. Looking forward to that. Um, anything else? Uh, quickly, briefly, on the music front, looks like my girl Dua Lipa is in trouble again. Who? You know, Dua Lipa. I'm oh, actually not familiar with her person. She, she does the song Levitating. And that's the song that got her in trouble. <laughs> I think it's Levitating, but uh, a reggae group has come out and sued her and saying, look, uh, you stole my song. I listened to both songs. Yeah. <laughs> they have a problem on their hands. And what I loved about it too was that group. They probably heard that and was like, "No, nah, we ain't gonna say nothing. We gonna let that song make as much that's money as it money. can." Yep. <laughs> and then we gonna come for our back because <laughs> that's the uh, the original. It's, it, it, you can't even try to fight that. That's like no. uh, whatever no. <laughs> Robin Thicke and Pharrell was trying to do with uh, the Marvin Gaye family. You're like, really, dude? Stop it. This is not even close, bro. <laughs> like, come on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, I think Anthony said in the uh, chat, it sounds like a sample more than a cover. It's like, come on, you you know. Now, I'm not saying she herself is, you know, guilty because she may not have known. It could have been a producing team or whatever. But come on, man, you guys got to know. They're coming to see you. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her or that song. Check it out. Well, show. All right. Uh, just trying to see if there's anything outside here to throw in before we wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> you got some? I was going to take a shot, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Actually, one last thing. I don't think y'all mentioned it before, but um, what's everyone's plans for the end of the world? Say what? 
I'm sorry, did I miss something? Ah, that's what I'm, huh? <laughs> no, World War Three about to pop off. Nuclear bombs about to drop. What are y'all plans for the end of the right. world? That's right. We are. Well, no, I'm sorry. Russia and Ukraine is at war, right? Um, yeah, I have no plans. <laughs> I'm not really up on that, but I, I'm hearing again. I should should know more, but I don't. I'm hearing that because Ukraine isn't a NATO company or country. That's why people are getting involved. Is is that accurate? Yeah, for the most part. Which, that and the fact that uh, Russia has way too much arsenal and people are reluctant to get involved. To get into this, yeah. Yeah, man, I I don't know enough about it. I'm just going to you know fall on the, we'll wait and see till we get further you know, information steez. That's how I don't know enough. So I might, you know what I do say? My thoughts and prayers go out to, to the people out there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, I mean, the thing is, it, it, it's interesting to see the world get on cold and try to, uh, with all those sanctions that is affecting Russia economically. I mean, hell, even the WWE said we turned off the WWE network in Russia. I'm like, Really? What you think that's going to? But they out there, you know, at least caping publicly. <coughs> wow. And they're saying that their bank, I think they're saying their oligarchs and their banks has lost like close to $40 billion. Hmm. Damn. So sheesh. I ain't messing with my money. <laughs> it looks great in this style. My thing is like, is this, is Ukraine, is Ukraine improving you still got the biggest dick out there really worth it, Putin? It ain't. I guess. You know, because now the money's involved. Now, now we have to have have a discussion, Let's talk it out. The thing that confuses me about this is, it's like it's 2022. What is territory going to do for you when pretty much everybody is about let's get this money? It kind of kind of reminds me of was it season uh, three of The Wire where uh, Stringer was trying to tell. Um, Avon, like, man, you don't need the fucking corners. We making all this money over here. And yep. Avon was like, nah, I need my corners. Uh, we I'm need like, the corners, man. Lions going roam. Lions are going to attack, dog. I don't care if you give them the food or not. A <laughs> instinct is to chase your ass down and tear you apart. And Avon told him, he said, look, man, you ain't smart enough for that world, but you ain't hard enough for this world. I'm like, damn. That's cold. <laughs> and conqueror's gonna conquer, man. It's the whole point. It's the whole point of it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know enough about it. Uh, hope hopefully none of our hometown people have to get involved and be out there fighting. I don't want to see that. We got a bigger, we got bigger fish to fry back home, in my opinion. I'm trying Indeed. to get, I'm trying to get home straight first, then I can go worry about. That's kind of been my. Else. That's kind of been my model too. That seemed like some European on European crime, you know. Yeah, I, maybe we need to find out if they got pet, if they got fathers in their household and get that straight. Absolutely, thoughts and that's what I said. Thoughts and prayers. I, I wish nothing but the best. I don't want to see none of these people being uprooted from their house or being hurt. Man, that's terrible. I've seen a couple of the video clips. It looks horrendous, man. Bombs dropping from the sky. That's I can't even imagine what that's like. You know, that's terrible. So, I, like I said, hashtag get it together. You know? Get it together. Damn. Leave it alone. Get it together. I know that's why they probably, when they see us, our foolishness, they probably, man, I pray for America. 
what they going through in them streets. I hope they can get it together and find peace. That's the same way I look at it, you know. Did Biden address the supply chain issue in his uh, address? Did not. Did not at all. We need to straighten that shit out. All right. With that, <coughs> we will see you next time on The Price is Right. No, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully, you enjoyed this conversation. We're back, baby. And uh, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. 